it's so it's so it's so unbelievable. It's very bizarre, you know. This Nick, this Nick Foles thing, you know. And the more I think about Nick Foles, as great as as Carson Wentz is, and and he's obviously a very you know he is one of the great football. He's he is a great. I mean, he's a great quarterback and all that. I just feel like he hurts the team because of all these injuries. He's too injury prone, and he's hurt, and he kind of hurt this season a little bit. You know. We'll see how it goes, man. Um, hopefully, he going in the future. Hopefully, he doesn't get injured so much. Yeah, but like I said, it's just like I said. But you know, you know, but you know the situation going into into this weekend. You know, the Eagles don't control their destiny. You know what they have to do? They have to beat Washington, which I'm sure they should. But you have to, you know, you have to hope that. Chicago shows up and and does and and beats Minnesota. You just hope that they show up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, um, uh, it's a whole bunch of factors going into these games because they're all on at the same time. So, um, I mean, we'll see what happens with that Rams game, you know, if it goes to halftime and they're up big, then who knows what the Bears are going to do. You just hope that the Bears are up up by halftime too on Minnesota, you know. They they make Kirk Cousins struggle like they did in their first meeting. But like I said, it's going to be very, it's going to be very difficult for the Eagles because they basically, like I said, it's not like back in the day, you know, they, they want ratings, they want things to happen. So obviously, this ma- the matchup is obviously, you know, everybody has to play at the same time, so nobody gets an advantage, you know, you know. But like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be really it's gonna be tough for 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 the Eagles, you know. You, you, like I said, the Rams, like I said, forty dollars. Like I said, they're capable of playing a good game with the Rams, but I don't know if they will, and that determines if the Bears play Minnesota very well. So. Like I said, it really like I said, the Eagles don't control anything. You just you just look at yourself if they make the playoffs, you think about these last these la- this last stretch of the season, especially these last two games that Nick Foles has started. If they don't make the playoffs, then obviously you'd look back at games like Tennessee, the game against Carolina where you blew it at the where you blew a lead, a seventeen nothing lead at home, the the Cowboys game a few weeks ago. I mean, you look at those games and you tell yourself what happens if the results were different, you know? Yeah. You'd probably be division champs on top of that, but like I said, it's it's just a, it's a tough situation, you know? I mean, they've also dealt with a lot of injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, it's amazing that through all, despite all the crap that they've been through this year, they still have a legit chance to still make the playoffs. And when they get in, you never know what could happen. But yeah. the problem is getting in, you know. That's the thing, getting in. And, you know, because yeah. they don't control their destiny, you know. So it's going to be, it's going to be really, it's going to be really tough for for us. I mean, it's going to be a really, it's going to be a tough Sunday. It's going to be a tough Sunday to watch, you know. I know you'll be watching somewhere. I don't know about home in your house or in the bar or whatever, but 
I'm sure you'll be watching the game and you'll just it, and and this is where Jeffrey Lurie and them in the in their skybox up there in FedEx Field be will be watching you know Red Zone Channel whatever channel they can to watch the other games to keep an eye on the situation. You know. Yeah. Score, scoreboard watching, scoreboard watching, and 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 cowboy fans are all ups, uh, are all happy. I'm sure they're all happy because they don't have nothing. They don't have anything to worry about on Sunday. They don't even have to worry about playing Dak Prescott or Zeke Elliott because they know they're the fourth seed no matter what happens on Sunday. So they could just keep take it easy against the Giants. They may not even play those guys. You know, lucky them. But pretty much, when you look at the NFC side, everybody pretty much knows where they stand. Pretty much everybody knows. We know the Saints have home field advantage. They're going. They're going to the road to the Super Bowl goes through the Superdome. Rams most likely will be the two. Chicago most likely will be the three. Dallas is obviously going to be the four. Seattle's going to play in Dallas on Wild Card Weekend, and then you know we'll see what happens with the sixth seed, but. On the AFC side, it's a hell of a lot different, you know. It's a hell of a lot different, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing is, nothing is confirmed. Kansas City and and the Chargers both lost on last weekend, so you really don't, you know, you really can't trust either of those teams going into the postseason, especially the Chiefs, obviously, because it's starting to. The more I look at it, it's starting to look like Andy Reid is starting to show his his old his old fashioned self of mismanaging the time and mismanaging the plays. You know, I mean, the Kareem Hunt letting Kareem Hunt go was 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 you had to do it, but it's hurt this team in in retrospect. You know. Yeah, I know. I mean, this team is not the same team. Offensively, a little bit since he since he since he left, and you know they can't really run the ball at all. But that's a typical Andy Reid offense. They don't normally run it anyway. But you know how how much confidence you have with the Chiefs going into the playoffs, even if they are a home field advantage. Yeah, man, they're not going to the Super Bowl. That's for sure. You don't think they win their they don't win their first playoff game. Like I said, them and the Chargers will de- determine where they where they go. One's gonna, one's going to the, one will be in the, one will be the home field advance. The other will be on the road as a favorite. New England is number two. They could still get home field advantage. They will probably get the bye. The third seed is obviously going to be Houston. No matter what, I think they should take care of Jacksonville. And then it gets more interesting, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And and we talked about Pittsburgh a lot and their struggles to, here late in the season. Once again, they, they tried, they played their ass off in New Orleans, but they come up short. And now they're basically fighting for their playoff lives. You know, Cleveland has obviously been playing some very good ball, and the Ravens are basically in the same position, are basically in the same position they were a year ago. Going into the final game of the season, nine and six record at home, control their destiny, 
hopefully they can take care of business against the Browns. But will they? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, well, we'll do the preview then on Sunday. But yeah, there's a well, there's a couple of different scenarios though for the playoffs. So yeah, the uh, um, the, the, the the one thing that's kind of fucked up though is you know that. Either the Chargers or the Chiefs are going to have the second best record in the conference, and they won't even get a home playoff game. But that's how it goes, man. Yeah, I mean, what can you what can you do? You know, it's not it's not much you can do. But the funny thing is, if the Ravens win, they they get to play they get to play either the Chargers or the Chiefs in on Wild Card Weekend in their house where. They played on the road and actually had success on the road against both of those teams. And then they get one of them in their house. So you look at this matchup, it may actually work in Baltimore's favor anyway. Because really, you look at the AFC, there is no clear-cut favorite within anybody in the conference. Nobody has put themselves ahead of the, way ahead of everybody else. I mean, I looked at the game against, against the, the Patriots and the Bills game. And Brady just doesn't. He started to lose it a little bit. He just he was he missed half the throws. He threw two interceptions. I mean, the Bills are just a bad football team. But it just I'm I'm concerned that Brady and them are going to get beat in their in their playoff matchup. If they you know I I feel like they're going to get beat. Something something ain't right with this team. And there's something ain't right with Brady for some reason. You know. Yeah, they always turn it up in the playoffs too, man. And the Bills aren't bad, though. They have one of the top defenses in the NFL, so it's not like they're the, the, the Chiefs or something with their defense. Well, the problem I saw on Sunday was they won be, despite Brady's struggles instead of because of Brady, and that's something to think about. That that's a that's a dangerous that's a dangerous proposition going into the playoffs if if Brady's not playing at his best and he hasn't really played at his best at all this season he's he's got 11 interceptions which is the most he's had in many years you know he just he just looks he just I mean he's 41 years old let's get it straight he's getting old and you know it's going to get tougher and tougher for him if he wants to continue his career like I said unlike Brett Favre when he you know when he was done at 41 Brady hasn't had those constant injuries but you're getting older, and the skill set starts to, to to fall off. It starts to fall off. I mean, if he wants to play like George Blanda until he's forty eight, he's he he deserves it. He's not going anywhere. Patriots know that he's he got clout. He's not going anywhere. But the problem is, if he continues to to to, to decrease, then obviously he's gonna be he's gonna be more of a a a a, a rival. Ha! Missed the word. Fuck it. He's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for the team moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> you know he won't be. Yeah. He won't. He'll be a liability instead of a reliability. That's what I was meaning. So, you know, he'll be a reliable. He'll be a. a re, he'll be a liability instead of a reliability. But we'll see what happens. And then obviously Indianapolis and Tennessee, 
will fight for most likely the sixth seed on Sunday night football. And if you look at the Colts, I mean, like the Eagles, they're a team that's been playing very well the last several the last several weeks. But the problem is, I don't tr- you know, they don't really control their destiny because they have to play on the road. Tennessee's much better at home than they've been on the road this year. And the last time, last weekend, we saw them struggle with the Giants where if they lost that game, and they almost did, they would have not beat, they would be out of the playoff picture. So, so that game against Tennessee is not give, is not give me. They may be a better team, but that, but that's not give me. You know, they're going to have to fight against a pretty decent, a pretty decent, Titans team, and, and most likely Mariota's going to play as well. So, you know, so we'll see what happens with that matchup. Yeah, man, well, um, you know, the Titans snuck in the playoffs last year, and they had a shot at it again, but we'll see, man. I, I, don't, I, I don't think they're, I, don't, I mean, I didn't think they belonged last year. I don't think they belong again this year. I think uh, I'm hoping that the Colts will win that game. Well, like I said, we'll obviously preview the games that matter. We won't have many games to preview. That's a good thing. We 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 only look at the games that actually matter, you know. So we we'll, we'll, we won't. It shouldn't take us an hour like normally to go through the through the through the schedule for this, for Sunday. Yeah. So yeah. But like I said, back to the to the Eagles and Nick Foles. I mean, like I said, I mean, you just hope that they can get in, and you hope that they can do what they have to do. And like I said, Sunday's just like I said. It's it's to me. I look at Sunday like okay, we're we're probably not going to make the playoffs. Let's just go kick the Redskins' ass and and just be happy with a with the nine seven season. Remember, the Eagles have never made the playoffs with more than six losses in their in their history, if I'm not mistaken. I think I think I think they I might I might be wrong, but I don't think in the history of their franchise they've ever made this playoffs with more than six losses. So, I mean that would be a first if they do make it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. But like I said, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see if if you know if. Uh, if if Foles have one more magic left in him to, you know, because I because the way I look at it, the NFC is kind of cons- are starting to kind of fear this Eagles team if they get in, knowing how Nick Foles is, and Nick Foles doesn't really give a shit. You know, he's gonna go in there with very little ex. If he gets in, he'll go in there with very little expectations, and that might be bad news for any opponent. You know. Especially the first matchup. Especially that first yeah. matchup if they get in. So, you know. Well, but, the way some of these, you know, the two top teams right now in the NFC, the Saints and the Rams, they're not, they're not playing as well as they had been for most of the year, the last couple of weeks. Um, especially the Rams. But... You know, the Bears are going to be dangerous, too, so, with that defense. I'm not afraid of that offense, though. 
I am not afraid of that offense. Chicago's offense is not scary. The defense, obviously, is the reason why why they're where they're at. It's Khalil Mack, the trade of the year, letting him go to Chicago, to a, made Chicago a contender again. Matt Nagy's done a very good job. He's going to be a factor for coach of the year. You know, it's that defense. That defense is good, you know. That defense reminds me of, of the days of Erlacher and those guys and Lance Briggs and and – you know when, uh, you know, like I said, those guys. I mean, it's, it's gonna. You know, it reminds me that how talented those teams used to be. So, yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. You know, I forgot that cornerback's name. That used to be on the Bears. He was a. He was on TV last year, doing the pre pregame show. Peanut, peanut, somebody. I forgot. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, for people that are listening, I don't know who the hell's listening, but today we all know what's coming up this weekend, and we've talked about this for the last couple of weeks, the college football playoffs. Yeah, man. What a big weekend here, so for my teams anyway. All right, we're gonna start. We're gonna start. We're gonna preview both of these two matchups, and these are the only matchups in college football. The rest I don't care about because it's all about the national championship. We call care about championships, not little trophies that mean nothing. All right, your Notre Dame Fighting Irish goes against one of the top teams in the you know. The top team of one of the top teams, probably the second best team of this decade, the Clemson Tigers, in the Cotton Bowl Classic at Jerry World Saturday afternoon. Go ahead if you know if you know any news. Go ahead if you have any notes. Go right ahead. All right, man. Well, you know, Clemson is obviously a top team. Um, they've been they've been there before. They've won championships. They've uh, they've been in the playoffs. They've won. Um, you know, Dabo Sweeney. He's a, he's a really he's one of he's one of the top coaches in college. But um, they also have a freshman quarterback going. Um, so this is obviously going to be a bit of a different atmosphere for him. Um, Notre Dame, though. They have uh, they have uh, one of the top defenses in the country. They got a good running game, and uh, this year they've gone to the next level with uh, with Ian Book. Since ever since he took over as the starting quarterback, um, they actually are getting top notch quarterback play now, and that's uh, helped propel them into these playoffs. And I'm looking at this. I think that Notre Dame defense comes up big. And I think Ian Book has a nice game as well. And I'm going with Notre Dame here, man. So I'm taking Notre Dame, final score. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go with 30 to 27. Well, I figured you're going to go with your favorite team, you know, Notre Dame. I mean, obviously, 
I'm going to do the best I can with my knowledge of college football and these teams. I mean, I've watched enough college football games, though I have no favorite team unlike you. I don't have a favorite team in college. So when I think about this matchup, I mean, Clemson is going to have, they're going to have their problems a little bit because three guys may not be able to play because of drug suspensions. And obviously, you know, their their pass rush is one of the best. Their defense has been one of the best in the country. They slobber, they slobber opponents. I mean, look what they did to Louisville, their, their conference opponent, later in the season. They blew them out like 77-16 or something. It was really, it was like playing a Division three school. I mean, Clemson obviously owned the ACC this year. Nobody could play within 10 points of them all year. Dabble Sweeney obviously is one of the best coaches, one of the five best coaches in this country, and he's done a very good job with this organization, this program. Trevor Lawrence has obviously done a very good job taking over Kelly Bryant this year, and they've done a decent job, and I think, you know, a lot of it. When I think about Notre Dame, they've had a very good year. They have a very good defense. They have a solid offense. Ian Book has done a very good job. In He started eight of the 12 games, and he's been very, very good. He's got a great QBR. And they obviously in, in college look at QBR a little more than in the pros. And he's done a very good job with, the, with, with that offense. They have some good wide receivers. They always normally get a lot of great wide receivers out of that school. And they run the ball very well. But the thing is, Notre Dame, I mean, they play some decent competition this year, but Clemson's on a different level. I mean, I think Notre Dame for a while will play tough, but I'm going to look at this, I'm going to look at it very closely. There's one thing about Clemson that they do very well, and that is the the RPOs, run-pass option. And I think that that's going to be tough for Notre Dame's defense, especially Later in the game, there's going to be a quarter where Clemson's just going to take over, and I'm not trying to be a a, a downer on your little Notre Dame fighting Irish, but I just think Clemson's the better team all around. They've always been, they've been, you know, they've been almost the equal of Alabama for the last couple of years, and they will probably do what they got to do here to take care of them by the fourth quarter. So I got Clemson winning this game. And the final score, forty-eight to thirty-two. All right. Now, obviously, you you love your Notre Dame, but we there's another game, and obviously, everybody's favorite team, the Alabama Crimson Tide, and Nick Saban, the maybe the greatest head coach in the history of college football. The way he's going, my God, goes against the Heisman Trophy winner, Kyler Murray. Murray, and the most lethal offense in all of college this year, Oklahoma. In the in the Orange Bowl down in Miami, coming up here in, in the nightcap. So go ahead on that matchup. Yeah, man. Well, uh, Alabama, you know, they're the team that gets a million five-star recruit players every year. You know, they they, uh, they 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 always have the most talented teams, and they kind of they just they kind of beat up beat, beat up beat teams up with their with their size. 
ice on the lines. Um, and looking at this one, this is a game where, like you said, Oklahoma, they got they got a, they got an explosive offense there. They got the Heisman Trophy winner. Um, they're in that uh, they're in that Big Twelve conference where where these teams are putting up put up tons of points, but they play no defense. Um, so they're gonna have to, if they're, they're going to win this game, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to win a shootout here. Um, I'm looking at this. You know, everybody thinks every everyone thinks that uh, Alabama's got this. Alabama's going back to the championship game. You know, they're undefeated. They started off the season as the number one seed. They haven't given that spot up all year. Um, but I think that uh, I think Oklahoma's going to put up some points on them. I think they're going to pull up the pull up and, uh, pull up the big upset here. So I'm going. I'm taking Oklahoma in this game, and I'm going with a final score here of uh, of um, I'm going to say 42-38. Well, it's going to be the battle of the extremes. This matchup. You look at Alabama. They have one of the best defenses in the country. And it's obvious that's how they've won a lot of their games this year. By absolutely shutting down the offense. I mean, if you look at the game against LSU, their hashtag toughest game of the year, they absolutely smothered them. They gave them everything and nothing in return. And obviously, you know, going to the SEC title game where they played Georgia in a rematch of the national championship game a season ago, Obviously, Georgia has the can can play with Alabama and can outplay them for a while, but they can't finish. It, both games had the same similar result. Tugga Tawanda, I can't I can't pronounce his name. You know, sorry. Obviously, has had a great has had a great season. He's had a solid season, but then in the in the game in the SEC title game earlier this month, he suffered a a pretty bad he suffered a pretty bad the injury and he got orthoscopic surgery and obviously he's not at 100% won't be for this matchup obviously he Jalen Hurts came in and helped Alabama win win that win that game and win the SEC SEC just like Jalen Hurts got help from Tawanda and got in and won and won the national championship but obviously Alabama's a team that rather plays very good defense and and do very good job offensively than Oklahoma. Obviously, Big 12 is all about offense. They don't play defense in that conference. Oklahoma's averaged over 45 points per game this year, which is, I think, the third best in the country. And like I said, the problem is Oklahoma doesn't play defense, and that's going to be a problem. So it's going to be a shootout. Kyler Murray, I think, is really, really good. He's and I think he he's going to determine why he was the Heisman Trophy winner. And I think for a while Alabama's going to have a little bit of a trouble struggle because obviously they're going to have to determine if Tawanda's going to play or are going to start or they're going to put Jalen Hurts in. Obviously, if you put Jalen Hurts in and he struggles against and he struggles, 
then Oklahoma's going to get off to a to a fast start. But if Tawanda starts, then obviously they're going to have a good chance to go after the secondary that there is none in Oklahoma. I mean, hopefully the Eagles don't draft a secondary a cornerback from Oklahoma in the draft coming up in the spring, hopefully. But like I said, it's going to be a big battle. I think it's going to be a it's going to be all over the place. It may this game might be better than the national championship game. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to there's going to be points scored as much as maybe 90 points scored between the two teams. But I think Alabama if you can if, if nobody could be able to beat Alabama in any way, I mean Georgia gave it their best chance and they still couldn't and they still couldn't put them away and still couldn't get them at the end. I don't think Oklahoma can't either. I think Alabama wins a shootout, or I think Alabama actually takes over in the long haul. They're gonna they're gonna throw the ball, and it's gonna and and either one of those quarterbacks is gonna beat the secondary, and Kyler Murray's gonna have his struggles, and and Alabama defense is gonna make Kyler Murray make mistakes. He'll probably sack him a few times, and probably he'll throw maybe two very critical interceptions that's going to turn the game in Oak, in Alabama's favor. And that's just going to be another, for the third time in the five-year history of this playoff, an Alabama-Clemson battle for the national championship. So I have Alabama winning and the final score 52-42. to 42. Yeah. But like I said, once, we, once we're done with this game, with this game... Obviously, next week we will talk about the national championship. Now, now I 